Hi, and welcome to my Beautiful Mess podcast. My name is Brandi Palmero. I am a wife, a mom of six kids, teacher, and speaker. This podcast is designed to encourage all women as we share life's messy moments and see that even in the mess, we can find beauty with God. Hi, friends. I am so glad to be with you this week. Thanks for joining today. So we are coming out of the pandemic, and wow, it is just so crazy to think that two years ago this week in March, we all went into lockdown, and so much has changed in these last two years. We have changed and so many other things. I think that our personalities have a lot to do with that, how we handled the pandemic, but it also comes down to it caused us all to pause and to stop and to think. It made me think that something we all had to do during this time is we had to persevere. We had to navigate the unknown, the changes, and the way that we did everyday life and all the things we do. I think that each one of us could probably say that we have had to do things this year despite difficulty. We've had to do things we didn't want to do, and we've had to learn new ways to do the ordinary things that we usually do. I am a journaler. I don't journal a ton, but usually if I'm going through a Bible study or something I'm learning, I will journal. I have a prayer journal. So I keep these journals off and on, and I actually think I've gone quite a while without journaling, but I looked back to my journal to see what I wrote on March 13th, 2020. And these are the words that were there. Today, I left my classroom, sending my students home, not knowing that many of them I may never see again this year. Our governor has issued all schools to close for two weeks to help stop the spread of COVID-19. Now, we all know because we've lived through this, what happened. Um, Unknown to us at that time, what we thought was two weeks ended up being the rest of the year from that moment on that things changed. I have to say, at first, I kind of felt a little bit excited and relieved because we were going to be forced to slow down. And my family had been in a very busy season. And I was kind of looking at this like, wow, we're going to get to pause, a pause in our normal life. Um, I thought that we were going to get so much done and have time together and just be fun and carefree, which some of those things did happen. And we obviously got to spend a lot of time together, but we missed out on a lot of things. My family, as you know, is big. And I say we don't have much going on for normal families that means we probably still have more than the average person. So for us, it was a complete halt to all the activities, all the running, and everyone, all six of the kids, because my daughter ended up coming home from college, were home in our house together. And um, there was a lot of things that had to be navigated. I could say it felt a little scary sometimes. We had to learn how to re-navigate getting along with each other being in each other's space all the time. Suddenly, spaces that we shared, those seemed big at the time, but they really weren't. My kids that love that downtime, they thrived a little more during this because it was a slower pace. And even my husband, he likes not having a super busy schedule and things going on. But for me and a couple of my children who are more social and our personalities are a little bit more outgoing, it was hard. Um, It was emotionally draining. 
on so many levels and everyone had high emotions, low emotions. There was fear, there was loneliness, there was sickness um, of family and friends, and we even saw death of things that was so unexpected. That whole part of just not knowing what tomorrow was going to bring, unsure about would we have what we need? So let's just stop there for a second on would we have what we need? Now, I don't know if you remember or if you think back to when the pandemic kind of started, that people would go to the stores and they would take pictures of the aisles that had things that were empty. And that's something that we just had never really seen um, in our time. And I would see pictures of people putting that there was no toilet paper. There was no toilet paper. I'm like, seriously, how can we run out of toilet paper? And I didn't start to panic at first because we always buy a lot of toilet paper. But as it started to dwindle down and we would go to a store, no toilet paper. Then we'd stop at the next door, no toilet paper. I was getting a little bit worried. And I actually um, came to a moment where I thought I was going to have to put on Facebook. Like, okay, friends, we are serious. We don't have any toilet paper left in our house and we need some. We have several bathrooms, lots of kids, and they go through a lot of toilet paper. So thankfully, my husband was able to track down when the Dollar General delivery truck comes and he would go to that store when it would come and he would wait for them to do the delivery and then he'd go in and get the toilet paper. Because if you remember, once they got toilet paper stocked back up, then they put like a limit on it of how much you could have. So um, we always have a backup case in just in case we need it now. And even in his closet, he keeps one just in case. So there was also the issue of having the big family when you go and get groceries. And when they limit things at the grocery store for one or two of something, when you have a big family of eight people, I often buy two bags of potatoes, two bags of apples or whatever it is. And I remember one time I was at Aldi's and my cart was pretty full, but on a typical grocery week, my cart is full. And this person just, you know, turned around and looked at me and they're like, why are you buying so much? And I said, well, honestly, this isn't even enough to just feed my family for two weeks. Like this is our normal week of groceries. I'm trying to add in a little bit extra. So of course there were some people who totally understood that. And then there were others who probably thought I was just stocking up, but those are just even things that you wouldn't really think about that we would run out of that we needed. And then let's think about our jobs. Um, I am able to teach kids and I had to do that online. And so all of a sudden, all the schools, all the teachers, you had to navigate and learn Zoom and Google Classroom or another format. And then also, not only the teachers learn it, but train your families and the kids how to do it and make sure they could get on. And some families didn't have the internet connection. So it was a struggle. Um, even if you just did the basics of making packets and doing something different, it was still very hard. It was a challenge. And I know as teachers, we all learned a lot through that time. Everything we had known or how we've done things was all of a sudden not going to work. Um, it was a very, a very stressful time, not only for my children, my own children, but the kids that I teach wanting to make sure that they were still getting their best education they could. So. I often thought that, okay, I'm a teacher, my kids at home, that will go well. Well, when you have your own kids, sometimes they don't respond to you as well. And that was also a challenge. So I totally understood where parents were coming from. 
when they would say like they can't get their children to do the work or they're having a hard time understanding or maybe their older kid isn't telling them what assignments are supposed to be due. So overall, it was just a challenging time. A typical morning for us was getting all of my lessons and stuff ready. Then I would teach my class online from like 9 to 11 and just make sure that my other kids got onto their classes. Then when I got done, I would go and make sure that they were doing the things they need to do. And then after that, you still had homework and phone calls to return and questions and assignments. So it was just a big challenge and change for everybody. I think it's even funny because another area that I saw um, a challenge in our house was our pets. We have cats and uh, two dogs inside. And I won't tell you how many cats we have because we have a lot of cats, but only a couple of them are inside and some come in and out. Anyways, um, they were used to all the humans leaving during the day and they had the house to themselves. And I could tell we were messing up their schedules. Our dog was barking all the time or, you know, kind of the cats would go to sleep somewhere and one of the kids would be in that room because they needed it for a quiet space. So it was funny that even our pets had an adjustment to our schedules. So I had to adapt some things to help me keep sane. I have struggled with anxiety probably for the last five or six years, maybe even a little bit longer. I can look like I have it all together on the outside, and and sometimes I think I do, but on the inside, I can just feel this turmoil or this stress building up, and I just couldn't turn my mind off. And so I would just feel like things were out of control. And for me, what helps me with that is having a schedule for our family. So I would schedule out our mornings. We had our routine with school, then we would have lunch. And then usually in the afternoon, especially if it was nice, tried to get outside and take a walk. And that was actually a really nice time. I usually would do that with my daughters. The boys would just play something outside. And honestly, it was great to just talk to them, to listen to what they had to say. Um, and we did that almost every day. It was like our daily walk to get out of the house. And then when we'd come back, we'd have some free time. I would get dinner ready. And then in the evening, we decided to try and do like family activities, which is great. The family activities started with a game night. A lot of times if it was nice, we actually started playing basketball, our whole family together out in the driveway. And that was fun. We did some minute to win it games. Oh, and one night we had um, a fashion show where I went through the house and found different clothing and even some of the kids old dress up clothes. And we had each kid would go in and, you know, dress up in some way and then they would come out. Now, that is something that the kids never let me share those pictures on Facebook. I took a lot of pictures during this time of our family and I was going to make a photo book, but that's something I have not gotten to yet. So. The funny thing about all of this is that seemed like those are great things, and they are. But I do remember we actually got to a point where some of the kids were saying, do we have to do something together tonight? We had spent so much time together, so many activities, um, they didn't want to do it. And I really got like that too. I was hoping, okay, maybe no one's going to ask tonight if we can have the family game night. But usually one of the younger kids, because they had gotten into that routine, what, what we were doing, they wanted to have that. And when we say no, they would get upset. All the kids didn't have to do it. I would just do it with one or two of them. So this pandemic, for all of us, I am sure just like I have just listed all these different things, 
you could go through and think, oh yeah, that happened to me, or we struggled with this, or my husband lost his job, or I, I had to change where I worked and worked from home, worked remotely. So what have we learned? I learned for us that we were totally overscheduled. One day coming out of the pandemic, when things started to get back to normal, what we could call normal, I think at that point we were still wearing masks and all that stuff, but I had a few things to do in a day. Like maybe I was taking a meal to someone, um, maybe it was 20 or 25 minutes away. Then I had to stop and do an errand, but I had like back to a timeline. Like I had to be here by this time and at this point by this time. And I remember driving in the car and just feeling this overwhelming sense of panic and, oh my gosh, this is how I used to feel all the time. I would try to get as much in as I could, thinking I could get everybody everywhere they needed to be, while also doing the things I needed to get done in just a few hours. And a lot of times, those things would overlap, and it would cause a lot of unneeded stress and anxiety. And This was just one random day where I had maybe a few things to do, and I felt this way again. And I remember calling my husband and talking to him and saying, I don't want to feel like that. I don't want to have to feel overscheduled all the time. Now, if it happens once in a while, that's okay. But I needed to remind myself, like, don't forget, that's what it used to be, and I don't want it to be like that anymore. So I realized quickly that was something that I did not want to go back to in the normal part of life. Another thing that I learned is that life went on even without all of the extra things. You know, we didn't have all the concerts, all the dance recitals, all the shows. There wasn't places to go and do things. And all these things are fun and they provide our families with some entertainment and they're great things. But everything still went on. The world kept going. We all kept going without all those extra things. So now when I'm looking at our schedules or looking at what we're going to do next, I kind of ask myself, is it necessary? Do we have to do it this way? Does it have to go back to the way it used to be? Something else that I really missed, and this definitely is a personality thing, is I missed being with people and just talking and having everyday conversations and hugs. I am a physical touch person. I love to, you know, give hugs to people, and I missed that so much. I remember, I think it was in May, we hadn't gotten together with my family during the first part of the pandemic until that Mother's Day weekend. And when we could like just give my mom a hug and my sisters, and um, it was just such a great feeling. And it also brought out some kind of awkward moments because some people remember if you were still, if your church was still open and you were going there, like I was used to just walking right up to someone saying hello, giving them a hug. But then I started to ask, wait, do you want, are you okay with me giving you a hug or you want me to stay back? Because I didn't want to overstep how somebody else have might've felt. But that is something that I really missed. I learned that we start to look at what really matters. And I looked at these relationships and there was a lot of relationships that changed during that time. A lot of relationships that I missed um, and a lot of just things that I didn't realize I took for granted that I was just able to quickly stop in and say hi to someone. Or maybe some of my relationships I would run into those people at 
we would see each other during like a sporting event or something our kids had. And I ended up not seeing some people because there wasn't anything going on anymore. So it helped me to think about being more intentional about relationships. All of these things, through all of this, I think that everyone that's come through this pandemic has learned that we can persevere. And I looked up the definition of persevere, and it says doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. I think we've probably all gone through something in our life where we've had to persevere. And the pandemic with COVID, that was something that was pushed onto us, something that we we didn't choose to go through it. It came and we had to deal with it. We had to persevere despite the difficulty. And we really didn't feel like we were making much headway because we didn't know what was going to happen. And one of the ways that we can continue to persevere is because we have to trust in God. There's a verse in the Bible, Psalm 91 verse 2, and it says, my God in him will I trust. And you know, those words are small, it's short, but it's so true. We can keep going through anything that we are facing or coming up against if we trust in God, because we can trust him even when we're unsure. And how do we know that? We do that because we have seen him to be faithful. We can look at many examples in the Bible where people were coming through hard, horrible things, and God helped them. God helped them to persevere. He brought them through it. And they could look back and say, look what my God did. And even in your life, I'm sure that you have gone through things that you can look back and say, how did I get through that? Maybe it was this pandemic. How did you get through it? Maybe you've looked at lives of your friends or your families, and you've seen a story in their life where they did persevere and they came through it. Not that they didn't have the ups and downs, just like I was sharing with COVID. I had a lot of ups and a lot of downs and times when I cried and times when I was happy, times when I was sad, times when I was angry, times when I just didn't want to do it anymore. But through that, we trusted in God and we persevered. We saw so many examples of people rising up to help other people. There were groups and churches and just ordinary people who started food ministries, ordering takeout to keep all the local businesses alive, um, giving of their time, helping when, when your job changes and you have to navigate a whole new way to do your job, it's not going to go along with your work hours. People that picked up extra shifts, working extra shifts. My husband uh, works at Westbury, and it was amazing all of the different scenarios and situations which the staff and nurses and people just helped. They, you know, nursing homes went on complete lockdown. Those residents weren't able to even be with their families. And there were so many stories that my husband would come home and share of just people stepping up, people going beyond what they were paid to do just to help. There were people delivering groceries, caring for one another. Families paused from this busy life. And I even saw some people putting posts about, wow, we're just eating dinner together and watching TV. And we haven't had time to do that in years because of how busy we were just enjoying one another. 
growing closer in relationships within your own family. And again, all of these things where it seemed like what can be good that's going to come out of this, out of this chaos, out of this mess. And our God, he's always there for us. And he did bring good out of it. There were some bad things too. Like we said, we had loss and we had death and we saw families torn apart because of regulations and rules, whether they believed in wearing a mask or not wearing a mask or whether they wanted to get vaccinated or unvaccinated. So we saw all of that too. But I always want to come back to just remembering that when we place our trust in God and we trust that no matter what we're going to go through, Yes, it may be hard. Yes, there may be things that hurt along the way, but he's never going to leave us. He's always going to be there with us. So one of the people in the Bible that I love is Mary, who is the mother of Jesus. And that familiar story, we all know the birth of um, Jesus. And at the beginning of that story, when she finds out that she is going to have a child, I'm sure she felt like, how can I do it? How am I going to do this? And in the message version of the Bible, the scripture there in Luke 1, it describes it as, it says that she was thoroughly shaken. And I think of that, like when COVID came, many of us were thoroughly shaken. It changed a lot for us, all around us, for each of us. But Mary turned and said, I am the Lord's servant. And she was going to do what he asked her to do. She accepted it and she trusted in God's plan, even though she didn't know what was going to happen. So I want you to just remember that part. For your takeaway from this, I just want you to ask yourself some of these questions. I want you to think about the last two years and what changed for you? What did you miss? And what did you learn? And then when you think about those questions and you come up with an answer to them, I want you to write that down somewhere because I don't want you to forget it. I want you to remember, I am already seeing just some times where it's so easy to just get back to that same busy pace of life, that same busy time and not focusing on the things that I've learned through this challenge. And so for me and my family, one of those is overscheduling. It's hard to not let that happen, especially when you have multiple activities for children. It's really hard. And so that's something I don't want to happen again. And also another big one for me is being intentional about the relationships I have with people. I love people. I love hanging out. I love talking. I love sharing. I want to be part of people's lives. And so for me, I want to be intentional about that and make sure that I have time for that. So these are just some things that I learned through the pandemic. And as we were coming up on the anniversary, I guess we could say for a couple years of it, this next week of March, I just thought I wanted to share about how we all have persevered, each and every one of us. And I'm sure you have some stories that you could share with me. And I would love to hear some of those. I want to thank you guys for joining me today. And remember, if you want to stay connected, you can subscribe to my podcast wherever you listen at. And I thank you for listening to My Beautiful Mess. I'll see you next week.